Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliet Lamar, and we have joining us today, Max Fryfield. He is the CEO at Voodoo Manufacturing. Welcome, Max. Hi, thank you. Uh, pleasure to be here. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. Why don't you go ahead and start off by telling us all about Voodoo. What do you guys do there? Sure. Yeah, Voodoo Manufacturing is a digital manufacturing startup based in Brooklyn, New York. Um, so what that means, or, or literally, um, we have a factory in Bushwick uh, on the fourth floor of kind of an industrial, like, early 1900s brick building uh, where we have 200 3D printers that are all networked together uh, using software that we've written in-house. Uh, and we use this factory produ- to produce plastic products for customers on demand. Um, wh- one thing that we really do differently than I think a lot of 3D printing services companies have done in the past um, is most of our products are what we call end-use products instead of prototypes. So. Uh, our, our best clients and the majority of our revenue comes from applications where, you know, we're making physical products that are being sold uh, or that are going out in the world um, to be used in kind of the, the final use case for that design. We're not just doing prototypes that are going to be mass manufactured in China elsewhere. Got it. So you're really just, it's you and the, the idea people communicating and coming up with, with everything. That's cool. Uh, give us some examples of the things that you make and some of the things you're really excited about that you've been making. 
Sure. We, we do different stuff all the time. So um, I, I'll, I'll try to grab a few interesting and relevant examples. Um, for, for starters, um, we really have two types of customers. And, and this kind of started early on when we started the company. These two different cl- classes of customers came to us. Um, one is kind of like consumer products uh, and marketing materials. So these are, um, you know, these products are, are less functional. Uh, a lot of it is kind of like what you see is what you get. As long as it looks and kind of works how it needs to, um, there's not any significant like mechanical or thermal requirements that go into those parts. My favorite company that we've been working with in this space is a, a company called Cookie Cutter Kingdom. Um, and they are the biggest cookie cutter company that you probably haven't even heard of yet. But um, if you were to go on Amazon and search for a cookie cutter that like isn't made in bulk, you know, isn't for sale at Bed Bath & Beyond already, uh, they're probably the company that is selling it to you because they have over 30,000 different designs for cookie cutters uh, and they sell them on their own website and on Amazon uh, and they hold no inventory. And so this is kind of like a new idea for a consumer products company where you can build and release products without actually having to have them mass manufactured and stored in a warehouse somewhere. We store the files for their parts in a digital warehouse here at Voodoo. And when every order is placed, uh, it's routed to our factory over API, automatically started on a printer, produced, and then shipped out the door within 24 hours to the person who ordered it. Um, and it's such an awesome example because they can just launch products as they, you know, as they see fit. They can launch um, cookie cutters that are based on new icons and imagery, uh, and it takes them, you know, hours to get those up on on their store, um, and it's really low upfront cost for them. So that's kind of the consumer product side. Uh, and then we also do mechanical parts. Um, and this is exciting for me because I, I studied engineering uh, in college. And this was kind of my original intent for Voodoo before we realized there was so much going on on the consumer side. Um, we do a lot of mechanical parts that go into uh, assemblies for consumer products like brackets and you know things that hold um, electric you know, PCBs. Um, and then we also do parts for uh, manufacturing companies, uh, everything from like Intel to smaller manufacturers across the U.S. will just order parts from us uh, that they use on their assembly lines. Um, so, yeah, those are kind of two examples. I love that the cookie cutter company, you know, they don't have to keep inventory. And I think that is such a new concept with that's becoming a reality through 3D printing and our, and our ability to create these things. But you know, it's cutting down on waste. It's cutting down on risk for companies having to have all this product on hand and hope that they sell it. It's just such a new, more efficient way of doing business that I feel like benefits pretty much everyone. <laughs> the customers get a customer totally. order. It, it fits perfectly yeah. with kind of this paradigm of like um, data-driven selling uh, built on top of Shopify or Facebook ads or Google ads, where it's, it's really just about having the products that people actually want rather than making the products and trying to make people want them. Uh, and I like exactly. this method of selling a lot better. Well, and as a consumer, like for me personally, I love to customize everything. You know, I have my own creative ideas and, and products. I want to tweak them in certain ways. So when I can see that maybe I like a product that I can add my own personal touch to it, that makes me want to buy it more. <laughs> yep. And, and again, that's like, that's the beauty of digital manufacturing. Um, because we have this kind of digital file. I was mentioning the, like the, the digital warehouse or the 3D warehouse of their products. 
uh, and we can pull up any file we want, change it, edit it, customize it, and send it to production uh, almost instantaneously. Um, and so that whole process and flow of taking digital pro- uh, digital files and making them physical products is what Voodoo is all about. Absolutely. So if a company has an idea that they think Voodoo would be a good fit for, kind of walk us through the process of how they would get set up with it. Yep. We have um, we have a few services. So we have our what we call kind of our direct print or uh, prototyping service on our website. Um, and this is like a, a standard 3D printing service where you upload a 3D file uh, and then we can produce the parts and, and ship them out to you. This is all low volume and it's generally very quick. Um, so we can do next day turnaround where you send us a part and we'll print it and ship it out the next day. Um, and, you know, that's a, a good foundation. A lot of our customers use that when they're testing out new files and designs. Um, the next service is kind of our volume service. And we actually have a sales team um, who will pick up the phone and talk to you about your project, uh, work with you on your budget, maybe even make suggestions about how to edit the design. Or uh, in a lot of cases, we do the design here in-house. Uh, and then we'll move that into production where we're making hundreds or thousands of units. Uh, that's our kind of volume print sales service. And then finally, um, we recently launched, really in the last month, uh, our Fulfilled by Voodoo service, which is what powers the Cookie Cutter Kingdom company I was mentioning. Um, and this is just so awesome because it's it's all over API. It, um, it's really easy for uh, sellers who have Shopify accounts or their own websites to connect directly into our factory and just produce orders on demand. And so it's, it's all just-in-time production. That's fantastic. And, and what if someone doesn't know about how to design? You, you guys can walk them through that. You have experts that can lend their, their expertise. Yeah. Um, we So we work with a lot of advertising agencies, too, on kind of, again, that consumer advertising side uh, uh-huh. to produce all sorts of stuff. We produce some really crazy stuff. Um, for example... Uh, in uh, October, we produced a full set of uh, Justice League-themed razor blade handles for Gillette. Uh, and this was for the launch of the Justice League movie, uh, which came out in November. Um, and so they came to us, uh, their advertising agency um, came to us with basically napkin sketches of, uh, you know, like Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, uh, Aquaman, uh, The Flash, and Cyborg, I think, are all of them. They, they had these sketches for each of each of the superheroes to be turned into this razor blade handle. Uh, so basically in four weeks, uh, we designed each one from scratch in 3D um, with multiple colors. You can see it featured on our website um, and then produced uh, around 1500. And these were all given away for free, which was awesome uh, on behalf of Gillette and Justice League to fans of the movie for the launch. Um, and so we took care of the entire process. I mean, we, we got creative direction from the customer. Obviously, we want to work with people to produce what they want, um, but we'll handle design, production, packaging, and shipping. That's fantastic and, and allows people to really just rely on their marketing and their creative creative ideas more so than how you're going to make it work. <laughs> exactly. That's the beauty. Like, that's really what we're going for with our volume print service is, um, you know, you're probably not a manufacturing expert. Uh, it doesn't mean you don't have amazing, incredible ideas for things that you want to get made. Uh, and we're here to bridge that gap for you. And we can really do it faster uh, and more effectively than any other manufacturing company because we're built on these digital tools like 3D printers. What kind of materials 
do you have for people to make things out of? So our, our standard material is uh, a plastic called PLA. Polylactic acid is a corn-based plastic. Um, and it's actually, it's, it's pretty environmentally friendly, which is one of the reasons we like it so much. Um, it's commonly used in uh, like disposable drinkware um, or like forks, spoons, and knives because um, you can actually put it in uh, an industrial composting facility and compost it back to its base materials uh, and use, you know, as soil enrichment, um, which personally I think is amazing because most plastics are made out of oil. They're toxic. Uh, recycling them is difficult or they end up in the ocean and just like are, really are kind of destroying our planet. So PLA is an awesome eco-friendly material. Um, and that's the majority of our printing is done in PLA. Um, we have a few other plastics which we introduced recently and are actually launching this week. Um, TPU is kind of a flexible plastic. Um, it's got really great um, kind of abrasion resistance and temperature resistance, and it comes in a variety of flexibility. So you can have like a really rigid version of it, like a hard, hard rubber, uh, or you can have like a softer, again, kind of more rubber-like version of TPU. It's the same material that Fitbit uses to make their wristbands. Um, and then we have another material called PETG, um, which is a, a version of a really common plastic called PET. Uh, which means that it's also very well supported in common recycling streams. Um, and basically, it's another kind of rigid, hard plastic um, that we are using mostly with our engineering customers who need something that's a little bit tougher than PLA. Got it. We have 28 okay. colors. We have them all in stock. And so we kind of, a lot of our projects involve, you know, multiple colors, um, and, and we can really support anything there. That's good to know. So you can you can use different colors on the same the same idea or concept. Yep. Very cool. Very cool. You work with a lot of big companies. Um, if someone, just a regular person, has an idea for idea for something they want 3D printed, do you do just single custom one-hit wonder orders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We. I mean, we obviously put some of the bigger names that we work with on our website because you know it makes us feel good, and I, I think it looks good to other customers. But um, there are the, the majority of our customers by number are you know people that you've never heard of engineers um, or designers, you know, either working at their own firms or at larger companies um, who are just looking to get their, their designs produced or looking to get their design, uh, their ideas put into production. Um, and that's why we have our, our sales team. Uh, and that's why we have our website, um, because our team is here to answer any questions you have to guide you through the entire process. Uh, or if you happen to already have a 3D file, it's, we, we try to have like the fastest, most cost-effective prototyping service um, out there. Uh, and we can really do that because we have so much capacity here. There's always a machine available uh, and we can handle very large orders very quickly. Fantastic. So where do you see the future of Voodoo manufacturing going? Do you have some, some other concepts in the works that you are going to try and implement? Totally. We, we always have kind of our, our eyes to the future and, and our R&D lab working on the next most interesting thing. Right now, um, so I think a big theme in, in the 3D printing world has been this idea of high-end technologies trickling down to the low end. Uh, and that started kind of in 2009 with the first MakerBot. Um, and before that, kind of with the other open source machines um, that really brought 3D printing to the masses. Um, and that has just continued to get better. So like our next generation printers are similar to the printers we run now, 
but they're just more reliable. They can support newer, uh, better, and a wider variety of materials. And they offer a few capabilities that I'd say are standard on kind of these twenty, thirty, two hundred thousand dollar printers that are made by Stratasys, uh, but they only cost two thousand dollars. And our our model is basically built to kind of con- continuously upgrade our factory as these new capabilities are released. So every two years, uh, we basically take our existing hardware and start replacing it with the latest technology on the market, so we can make that available to our customers. Uh, and so we can usually produce things, you know, by wider variety of materials or more cost effectively. So the the driving force behind Voodoo's improvements is improved capacity as new machines come out, but really cost reduction. Uh, and that's our number one focus right now is cost reduction through automation. Um, we're integrating software automation um, in the factory and and machine tending like robotic automation as well with the goal of building a fully lights out factory on top of our 3D printers that op- that operates without you know human intervention aside from maintenance uh and kind of uh upgrades and things like that. So that's our main focus now. Uh we like to look at cost as a feature in our service um rather than just, you know, a function of the service. Uh and and because it's considered a feature here at Voodoo, it's something that we think we can continuously improve and release new versions of. Um, otherwise, you know, there's a lot of new 3D printing technology kind of up to come out this year from uh, the Formlabs Fuse um, powder printer to, you know, what Carbon is working on with Clip to some of the metal printers coming out of Desktop Metal and um, Mark Forged that we're definitely following and excited about. But we also like to follow any other digital manufacturing technology that isn't just 3D printing. And I think this really right now is owned by laser cutting. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening with laser cutting that was kind of led by Glowforge, uh, and then a number of other companies are following, where you're taking the same idea of taking like previously expensive, uh, difficult um, to kind of source hardware and making it available to consumers, uh, adding you know more software on top of it that makes it easier to use, and mass producing it so it's really just a consumer product. And we're really excited about about laser cutting and, and, and those technologies as well. Wow, yeah, laser cutting, it sounds like the opposite of 3D printing. Like 3D printing, you're creating something from nothing, and laser cutting sounds like you're creating, you know, you're cutting something down to what you want. Yes, in, in some ways, right, it's not an additive manufacturing tool, which is what, you know, mm-hmm. 3D printing is, is really all about, is just kind of building from raw material on the way up. Laser cutting is uh, subtractive manufacturing where you're taking you know, kind of a plate of material and uh, carving out um, what you want. The more common use of laser cutting is actually engraving, um, which is really, you know, it's not about cutting or subtractive. It's about taking an existing product and modifying it or adding value to it in some way. Uh, And that's probably what we're more excited about with laser cutting is kind of the laser engraving um, and customization side of it. So really, the reason it links in with what Voodoo's doing is because it's a digital tool uh, that allows us to kind of connect it to our software um, and run it digitally and in our minds more scalably, cost effectively, et cetera. Absolutely. So give us just here a little bit of backstory about how you got involved with Voodoo and your background in this industry. Sure. How, how far back should I go? <laughs> how far back do you want to go? Yeah, uh, I was born in Long Beach, California <laughs> um, in the 90s. Um, I'll jump forward a little bit from there. Uh, I 
you know, I, I, like I said earlier, I studied engineering in college. And so I had access to 3D printing uh, basically at the same time as I learned how to um, design in 3D as I learned CAD tools, um, which I think is, is no longer unique, but at the time certainly was um, to be able to design something in 3D and then just click print and have a machine make it. Um, you know, at the time I was also learning like traditional manufacturing tools like CNC machining or uh, lathe or, you know, using a router. And these had multiple steps between the design um, and the final production of the part that really made it a lot more difficult than 3D printing. So right off the bat, I was kind of enamored with how magical it was to just design a part and have it made almost exactly to spec by this magical tool. Uh, from there, um, you know, by the time I was a junior in college, um, I I was kind of getting close with two friends of mine who are now my co-founders, and we decided to start this company um, on top of uh, on top of basically the maker revolution that was coming out. So this was in 2012, um, and so we built kind of an online marketplace uh, and some cloud tools that uh, people with 3D printers in their homes could use to um, post products and print them out quickly and easily. Um, this company went through Y Combinator. It was called Layer by Layer. Uh, and then we actually sold the company to MakerBot, which is a, a company based here in Brooklyn that makes 3D printers. And so in 2014, we moved to New York uh, to build out MakerBot's cloud tools like their Cloud Slicer uh, and some streaming technology for them. And we were immediately put on this project, which was an incredible project to be kind of put in charge of in our first week, uh, which was, um, it was called the the bot farm software. Um, MakerBot had these internal clusters of printers called bot farms, um, where you know they have a room full of like 50 or 60 printers. Uh, they were printing samples for customers or trade shows, and they wanted a more efficient way to run these farms. And so we built software uh, that would connect all of the printers together and and track what was printing and uh, make it easy to kind of assign individual jobs to individual printers. And so this was the, kept the first version of what Voodoo is powered on today, the Voodoo operating system. Um, after a year at MakerBot, we actually spun the company out, uh, purchased all of the hardware, um, and started off totally separately on our own. And Voodoo was born uh, in 2015. And I think Voodoo was founded on, on two big principles that nobody else at the time was really recognizing. One, uh, was that we could produce parts on these consumer-grade printers that people would actually purchase. Um, this was, I don't know if it's taken for granted by by the people who are listening to this podcast, but at the time, I think it was almost unheard of uh, because you would really only use these to make prototypes or maybe makers were doing things, you know, in their home, uh, but nobody could, you know, even fathom the idea of producing parts on a cheap $2,000 MakerBot and selling it to somebody else as an actual consumer good. Um, let alone like a mechanical engineering part going into a factory. So we realized that really early on uh, and really pushed that. And then the other side of it was we needed to, we needed the software that we were building to actually tie these printers together. And, you know, these consumer printers are typically less reliable than an industrial grade machine. And we were lucky enough that uh, it turns out it gets easier to run a factory when you have 200 of them rather than harder. The, the, the failure rates um, can be abstracted away across a farm or a sea of machines versus compounding and, and really making a nightmare out of running this factory. So I, th I think we were lucky, but I think we kind of knew what we were doing early on. Uh, and that's how Voodoo got launched. Such a great story. I mean, there's so many more details, right? But, that, you know, if we had two hours, I'd dive into everything. <laughs> 
Well, we'll just have to have you back on again for, for a deeper explanation. Sure. Um, what is the best way for people to find out more about Voodoo and set up and get started with uh, bringing their ideas to life? Yeah, our, our website is voodoomfg.com. Um, and right on the front page, you can, you know, jump right to uploading a file or just reaching out to our sales team um, where, again, we're kind of not, we're not your average salesperson. We're here to help. Uh, typically, our customers need a little bit of consulting before they're ready to go, and we're very well equipped to do that. So if you give us a call or send us a message, uh, you'll hear back from someone quickly and expect somebody helpful on the other side to answer any questions you have. Fantastic. Max, thank you so much for joining us here today. It's, it's been awesome to hear all about Voodoo Manufacturing and, and see how you're changing, really changing the, uh, the manufacturing world. Thanks. Yeah, this is this is great. Everyone, that was Max Fryfield. He is the CEO at Voodoo Manufacturing. Check them out. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000-plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.